guys, and welcome back to On the Volley with Jeremy, Rika, and of course, that YouTuber. What's up, man? How are you? Hanging in there, living the dream as always, getting excited. Oh, man, only a couple weeks away. You know, before we start the uh, season preview, I, I kind of wanted to take a second and pay tribute to... One of my favorite Milwaukee Wave players, uh, Tenzin Rapa, he announced today that he is retiring after 11 seasons. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's what I said. I, I, you know, I kind of, a little part of me had a hunch that it might happen just because he's just coming off a season injury and... You know, I, I thought he was going to be back, but he decided to hang up the cleats after 11 seasons. So, congratulations to him. Um, you know, he was a great leader for Milwaukee. He really was. Uh, three years as the team captain, and, you know, I couldn't ask for a better leader for our club, so... Congratulations to him, and hopefully he does great things outside of soccer. And, you know, he also coaches in Milwaukee for FC North Shore, so good luck with that, Tenzin. And I can't wait to talk to you again and tell you all about Arizona. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, you mentioned it last week, he's the... I- don't know if he's the only MASL player to be on the Sports Center top ten, but I mean, um, you know what? I think he might be something to hang hang his hat on. I mean, that was I remember that that was one of the the best plays I have ever seen. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because very rarely do you see plays on uh, Sports Center that are defensive plays. Usually, it's pretty much offensive play. So, the fact that he was featured on not only SportsCenter, but, you know, the top 10 as a defensive play, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, we I've seen, I've seen a couple really, really good offensive plays, but, I mean, the defensive ones, I mean, that play, we mentioned Brian O'Quinn last week. I mean, those plays right there just I like him better than the offensive plays to be honest with you it it reminds me it reminds me for those of you that are wave fans you'll understand this probably a little bit more than Matt does I don't know if you recall maybe you do maybe I'm not giving you enough credit but it reminded me a lot of the Brian Lofton bicycle kick in Milwaukee versus Cleveland in the finals. That's what it reminds me of that. And if man, if you haven't seen that, you need to YouTube it. I might have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. It really is. Uh, I don't know if you obviously you probably know who Steve Morris is. Yes. No. No. Okay. Well, he was a really good player for the Wings. He was also a assistant coach there for a period of time 
And he, it's probably one of the greatest plays in Milwaukee Wave history. Um, it, it was from, I believe if I have the year right, it was from 97, 98, or 96, 97, one of those two. And Steve Morris played a ball off of the boards. Brian Lofton was in the right place at the right time and just biked it right past the goalkeeper. It was pretty phenomenal. It really was. Like I said, if you haven't seen it, go check it out because it's it's fantastic. I will definitely check it out. So, you know, let, let's get right into this. As you said, we're only weeks away from the season opener and you know, we tried to do this episode last week, but it just didn't work. And one of the things we talked about in the original recording was the fact that Baltimore plays Utica in the season opener. And I know we discussed this last week, but as I said, we didn't get to post it. So talk a little bit about that matchup and what it means at the very beginning of the season because it might sound like a small deal, but people don't realize that Baltimore and Utica play two out of the three first meetings of the season. So, talk a little bit about that, what that could mean going forward as the season progresses. Well, I mean... Yeah, you, you mentioned Baltimore and Utica play. It's actually twice. It's going to be next Friday in Baltimore and then next Sunday in Utica. Yeah, that's what I said. Two out of them. Yeah, and then they don't play. Well, the rest of the time they play. I think the last game they play against each other is December 31st. Yeah, all the, all the meetings between Utica and Baltimore are in 2019. There will be no... Matchups going into the new year unless they face off in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, as a as a fan, I, I kind of am disappointed in that. Uh, no. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, well, first of all, the reason I agree with you with that is because if you're playing each other the first two games of the season and then you play again shortly after that, but then you don't play at all. You don't get to see the mid-season four. So, it's just... Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I I mean, but I think Baltimore and and Syracuse slash Utica have seen a lot of each other. So, I don't don't know if it's going to be like that much of a, a, a big deal towards the end of the season. No, absolutely. Um, but I mean, as as a fan of, of Utica, the the best game I saw was the last regular season game between Baltimore and Utica, and it went into a shootout. Yeah, it did. I remember that. Yeah. So I mean, it, I would like to see Baltimore and Utica towards the end of the season, but instead, we in Utica we get Milwaukee our last game of the season at home. Oh. So. And, you know, it's interesting that we talked about Tenzin Rupp retiring. And one of the points that I made to one of my good friends, Adam Grantella, is that, you know, do you think that 
Tenzin not coming back really affects the fact that Milwaukee did not sign anybody during free agency. I think we were one of the only teams that were not very active in free agency except for the fact that we lost players. We didn't sign players. So do you think that do you think that affects Milwaukee at all going into the season? I mean obviously this is news we just found out today. So you know, I think for all intents and purposes that people thought Tenzin was coming back and he's one of our best defenders, not to mention our captain. So to me that's kind of a big deal, but they have so much depth that maybe it won't affect them. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean... Uh, that is, I mean, top to bottom, one of the best teams in the league. Obviously, they're the champions. Yeah. Um, so, it wouldn't surprise me if someone is found in the Combine... Or oh, maybe practice with the team last season. They could step in and and take over for him. So I well, I mean it's it's a big loss. Don't get me wrong, but I can they could obviously uh, get over get over that loss and, and find someone. To, to oh yeah, play. they will. They will. Um, it's interesting because if I remember correctly, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you know this, but I believe. Marcel Fiedstra came from the combine back when he was with the wave. If I remember correctly, I might be wrong on that. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I think Marcel came from the combine as well. Um, So you're right. There is a strong possibility that they'll find a defender there. Or, you know, maybe they make an acquisition off of waivers. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's one of those things where we Yeah, I mean that's really all you should do. Yeah. Um so as we discussed before, um top four makes the playoffs for each conference. Well, top three and then do a wild card team. So so if you're looking at the Eastern Conference, give me your top four. Okay. So shameless plug for a second. Um, I actually wrote <laughs> an article. I wrote an article for the Turf and Boards mm-hmm. giving my part of my season predictions. And I haven't given my top four just yet. But I I will I will do the top four. Okay. So, here goes. Uh-huh. So, in in the East, I'm going. I'm not going to do any particular order. I still have to figure that part out. But it's going to be Milwaukee. It's going to be Baltimore. It's going to be Utica. And I think Florida gets that fourth spot. That's interesting. I think. I That's... think. I, I think they're going to start off slow. But I think towards the end of the season, you're going to see a really, really good team come out of Florida. Oh, I, I, well, a couple of things with that. 
number one. I really hope so because if not, it could be the laughing stock of the league. And I hate to say that, but think about how many signings they made. You know, absolutely. So- yeah, they're all they're all in this season, and and I mentioned that in in the article I talked about. It's it's not out yet, so. Um, but I talk about how don't be surprised if players on that team don't do as well statistically because you well, have I mean, a lot of you have 150 goals coming into yeah. the team. And I mean, here's the other thing: there's no way that you can possibly spread the ball around that much through all those guys that are coming in. It's, it's, Absolutely not. It's just not possible. And, you know, I you said I'm not going to give it to you in order. I'll give you my top four in order. So, my number one coming out of the Eastern Conference is going to be Milwaukee. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Milwaukee fan. I genuinely think they'll be right up there at the end. Um, two, I got to go with Baltimore. I really do. Um, I think Baltimore has proven year after year that they're good, and I I don't think anything changes there. And then you add in the fact that they go out and get a guy like Victor France, that's only going to make them even better, especially on that small field. So it's, I think they're right there at number two. Number three, I have Utica. I mean, Utica is... Still, even with the loss of Slob, they're still one of the best in that conference. So I gotta put them in the number four position. I mean, excuse me, number three position. Um, and number four, uh, this might surprise you, actually. I'm not gonna go with Florida just because I don't, okay. I don't know if they're going to gel. I, I, I question whether or not they're going to tell. Um, I'm actually going to put Kansas City in there. Okay. I I truly think that Leo knows that organization top to bottom. He's a player, so he's going to know how to get the best out of his players. I think he's going to get them to the playoffs. I was going to put St. Louis in there, to be honest. But with the losses that they suffered during the course of the season, it, it's just hard to see them making that top four. So I can't put St. Louis in there, but I do think it's going to be a close race. I don't think it's going to be a runaway by any stretch of the imagination. The one thing that I worry about with Kansas City is the loss of talk but that's a huge loss for them where where did he go again i i forget i i want to say he <laughs> i believe he went to utica oh right? yeah that's right yeah, yeah. i mean oh, I, yeah. I could be wrong but i think okay. that's... well i'll look i'll look into it on Sunday yeah you know, let you know you know have our producers look into it and we'll get back to we'll get back to everyone yeah <laughs> yeah so, so yeah. I'm glad. I'm first. Let me just say, I'm glad you put Utica in there because if you didn't, 
we might not be doing this again next yeah, week. No, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, looking, looking at the conference, I don't see how you put them on in the top three. Well, oh. I'm, I'm going to let you in. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Your, your top three, I'm change, I'm going to be changing. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I think out of conference scheduling is going to be huge. Oh, we've said that from day one. And one of those, and one of those three teams doesn't really have a bad out of conference schedule. I wonder who you're talking about. I'm not going to say who I'm talking about, but don't be surprised. I know who you're talking about. If they finish higher than what you predicted. Yeah, well, and that's that's the thing about it because I said earlier to you in our first thing, I think I said to you, I said, here's the thing: when it comes down to Milwaukee and San Diego, those games are going to be huge because if Milwaukee loses, that changes the whole landscape of the conference. If San Diego loses, that changes the whole landscape of the conference. So, I, I, I agree with you. I really do. Um, but let's also face facts. Baltimore doesn't have an easy schedule either. I mean, their schedule is not by any stretch easy. So. Oh, no, they play, they play San Diego twice. And, I mean... The, their first two games are against Utica, and they're going to yeah. be without. They're going to be without Adriano Dos Santos, who was yeah. the runner-up for Defender of the Year. Yeah. So I mean, there's one key piece of the puzzle that's out because he's going to be in the the Beach World Cup down in Paraguay. Yeah. So he's not going to be there for those games, and that's huge for them because, as you said, on that defensive line, he's a big piece of that puzzle, but I think you have people that can fill in. And... Oh, absolutely, but that's that's a pretty big loss for Oh, no, I, for, I, for I, that. I am and, um, don't I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry about him not being there. Oh, so. well, I don't, I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think any Utica fan would cry about not seeing Dove Santos on the field. Yeah, well, we'll see him. We'll see him towards the end of December, I'm sure. Are you excited to see Segura? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I will be at the exhibition game on Sunday. Yeah. Um, definitely excited to see Segura. Excited to see Togba. I mean, my my good friend Moises Gonzalez is back and yeah. super excited to see him again. Um, yeah. That, you know. So it's gonna be it's going to be a good day Sunday. Well, and I, I, I think people underestimate the roster that Utica has. And maybe myself included because I put them in third. So, I Well, mean, just, I mean, they are the, the reigning Eastern Division regular season champions. Yeah. So. I mean, if, if, if they would have played better against Baltimore, they would have been right there at the end. So, yeah, agreed. You know, but yeah, the 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 roster, Utica's roster from top to bottom is is stacked. I mean, you've got your 
your your staple guys, your Ben Raymond, yeah. your Nate Bordeaux, your Bo Yellowvatches, and um, that's another thing in in the article. I I did like a MVP. So I think this season Utica's MVP is going to be Bo Yellowvatch. Don't be surprised. I you know I'm not surprised because you know with the loss of Clarissa, with the loss of Joey. You know, somebody's going to have to step up and fill in that space. And I think Bo's going to do a remarkable job at doing that. I think he's going to... You know, the fact is they're going to need him more than they did before. And, And not saying they didn't need him before, but he's really going to have to step up and make a difference because... He, like I said, lost two major contributors in Joey and in Slavisa. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, you you stack you you take out Slavisa and Joey Tavernisi, and you bring in your Ricardo Diegas, who is actually yeah. I don't think he's going to be at the game, but I know he's on the roster, and then you're bringing in. Moises Gonzalez and Diego Zuniga, you're, you're bringing in a lot of offensive players. Oh, absolutely. So, but I still think as a, as a target forward, Bo is like the, the big bulky player that, that we need. And he, he's, he's he, going to be, he's going to be more involved this season, I think. Oh, I, I don't think there's any question. I don't think there's any question. I, like I said to you before, I think he needs to be more involved. He needs to be a, a big contributing factor for you because this year. So, I don't know if you've heard about this. And I'm only saying this because I'm switching over to the Western Conference real quick. And, okay. then, I'll, and then I'll go back. But I've heard this twice now. Twice. That... Milwaukee was really close to losing one of their best players. Do you have any idea who that might be? Yes. Um, I I did hear rumblings about that. And that would have been huge. Can you imagine? Think about this, right? You have you have Samisa, you have Max, you have tons of guys that can score. You added a guy like Max who can not only score, but then he can distribute the ball probably better than anybody in the league. I don't think you would be hard-pressed to find somebody that could uh, distribute the ball better than he does. And yeah. so, so you put him in that roster and he's just like, oh my goodness. And rumor has it, from what I understand... The only reason that it does not go through is because the San Diego players that were supposed to come over from San Diego didn't want to go to Milwaukee. So that's the only reason it did not go through. And that's why the Slovisa trade went through. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, if... If that Max Burnett deal goes through, I don't think that Slavisa trade goes through. I I can't 
I can't imagine that it would go through. I'm going to be honest. I I think something would have happened. I think so. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's hard to say, really. It depends on how much space was available, how much money they were willing to spend, and it's San Diego, so I have no doubt that they were willing to fork out the cash if they needed to, but it's just crazy to imagine Max in another uniform, and I'm glad that it didn't happen, quite frankly, because not that I'm taking anything away from Ian Bennett as a player, but let's just think about this. You take away the tandem of Ian Bennett and Max Ferdinand, I don't think Ian's the same player. No. I honestly don't think he's the same player because how many times have we seen Max play a ball to Ian and it, it just ends up in the back of the net? That's what happens. It's like it's like a it's like a really good peanut butter and jelly sandwich where you need both things to make it to work. make it good and that's and that's yeah Ian and Ian and Max Ferdinand when when Max came over from Baltimore that instantaneous I mean it was like they knew each other for years and and the but chemistry me, they have on the field is amazing but let me ask you this. Does it make you wonder whether or not Max wanted to be in Milwaukee? Because that was that was the first thought that came to my mind was, well, if he's willing to go to San Diego, does he really want to be in Milwaukee? I, you know, honestly, I think, I, I think he would. I mean, if it's, they, they say if it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think right. that's, and I think that's what, like, why would you leave a championship team to go elsewhere? Like, if it was me, I would want to stay. And because, let me play double advocate here, okay? Max decides to go to San Diego. You're leaving one championship team to go to another. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, well, a possible championship. Well, yeah, okay. But, honestly, I think Slavisa might be that missing piece for San Diego. It's either going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to be a huge contributor or he's going to have to take on that role of being a role player. And, I don't know how in the in their right mind, San Diego could say to a guy like Slamisa, hey, we need you to play a smaller role in our team. If that's the case, why even bring him on the team? You know, I, I think he's too big of a name to say, okay, you know, we don't need you to be what you were at Utica. No, I think, I think San Diego said, listen, you... You're more basically. You're more likely to win a championship here than you are in Utica, and you're going to be like. I'm not going to say the face of the team because they have a bunch of guys that are. Oh yeah, Easy. a lot more popular out there. But like, I don't think. 
I think he wanted a, to improve his life better, more. And and San Diego offered him something, and it happened. So well, I mean, and to be fair, I mean, this is nothing against. Utica or anything like that but if you were to ask me who's going to win a championship first I'm going to tell you straight out hey you know I think San Diego wins a championship for Utica do I think Utica's that far off not at all I think they're right there it's just a matter of who I think is better at this point and, and I have to give Reluctantly, because I'm doing a podcast with you, I have to give San Diego the nod when it comes to that. Um, right. I just do. I, you know, I think I said it all last year. I thought I thought San Diego was the best team in the league. I thought they were going to be in the finals, and quite frankly, I thought they were going to win the whole thing. It really came down to. Okay, if they're at home, they're going to win. If they're away, Milwaukee has a chance. And then they didn't even get past Monterey. So, do you think that kind of factored into it, too? Where it's like, okay, look, we couldn't even get to the championship. We need to do something. It, I mean, it, it's a possibility. I mean, we're not going to really, like, know exactly what transpired, but I, I think and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. If you were to ask me right now who has a better chance of winning the Ron Newman Cup, San Diego or Utica, I'm gonna say San Diego. Yeah. Because I've been together for quite a while. Yeah. And and they're they're a tight knit unit and I mean I'm not gonna I, I'm of course, I'm going to change my mind in a month or so. But as of right now, <laughs> I think I think San Diego would have yeah. a better chance of winning. Um, so I don't know. I I, I think he did it for a, a better opportunity, and I mean that's that's how it goes. Yeah. And, we, we wish him the best of luck, and it's funny, he, right before this, I, I checked my, my Twitter, and he sent me a message, and he said, well, I know our paths will cross again, and I, I think I think he's right, I, I, I think I will be seeing him later on this season, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you might be right. Um, you know, yeah. here's the thing, and I, I'm going to be quite... That is true. I, I I think Utica is making the right moves. You know, they go out and get a guy like Tongma who's going to make a difference. I think Zubere is going to make a huge difference, even though people may not think so. I think he's going to make a big difference. I, I don't think they're that far off. Do I think what they have what it takes to get past the Baltimore in the final round before the championship. I don't know. I don't know. It really depends because 
remember going into the beginning of the last season, all of Baltimore was in crisis mode because, lo and behold, Baltimore wasn't doing so well. So, you know, there there was a time where we didn't even know whether or not they were going to make the playoffs. So, you know, I think it really depends if Baltimore does what Baltimore does. And if they do what they do, then it's going to be really difficult for a team like you to get, to get past them. And quite frankly, it's going to be really difficult for Milwaukee to get past them. I'm not... This isn't just a Utica thing. Um, yeah, I, but with, uh, with Utica and, and Baltimore, it's... I mean, I've seen this rivalry since the days of Syracuse, and... I would always go to games, and Baltimore would always blow out Syracuse. It was always a blowout. The blast would just whoop the living daylights out of nice. Syracuse. And then as the years progressed, Syracuse got better. They started winning a couple of games right. here and there, but Baltimore would always right. win. Always win. And then now we look at where it is, and Utica was right there with Baltimore this year. Arguably, last year. the Utica was the better team last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Baltimore came through as I kind of knew it was going to happen, but I, I knew that it, it always happens. They break the, the hearts yeah. of the fans. Trust me, it's a but this year, I, I, I say this every year, and I'm going to be right one of these years. But I think this is our year to overtake Well, I thought last year was your year, to be honest. Um, you know, listen, as a Milwaukee fan, I get where you're coming from when it comes to heartbreak because of Baltimore. If anybody knows, it's going to be me. And... You know, here's the thing about it, and I'm going to ask you this, and I'm going to make myself sound like a complete idiot, because I genuinely don't know. But is it still East versus West in the final, or can it be two East Coast teams? No, it's it's going to be Eastern yeah, versus that's Western, and it's going to be a best of three. Because it might well. Okay, wait. Are we talking? Actual best of three, or are we talking best of two and then the mini game? I think it's best of two and mini game, but still, it's it's and that's all all rounds of the playoffs. Yeah, not just the first round. It's gonna be every single. Truthfully, round. if we could ever get to the point where it's straight up best of three, that's when I'll be happy. I don't think the mini game is the way to go. Um. You know, a lot of people will argue with me about this, but I, I just, I'm not a fan of the mini game at all. I'm really not. I think it's incredibly stupid to have your entire season come down to 15 minutes. I, I just don't like. It. But that. So would you, would you do? I, I, I agree with you. So you would do 
like game one and then game two and then if it was tied maybe a couple days later Absolutely. Game three. I mean if you want okay. if if you want to get really technical back in the National Professional Soccer League we played 44 games 22 at home 22 away and it was much to seven every single round yep Every single round was best of seven. I I don't think the MASL has the scheduling capabilities to do that. But I certainly nope. think they have the capability of making it at least a best of three. I I I think that's the way to go. I don't think I don't think this mini game crap is the way to go, but that's just my humble opinion. Um, but okay, let's switch over to the Western Conference. We talked about the top four in the Eastern. Who's your top four in the Western? Because I know from what you told me before, I know one of these could be a surprise. It could be. So, now that I'm thinking, uh, I'm gonna say I'm going to say San Diego, of course. I'm going to say Ontario. What they did in the offseason, and they re-signed Jermaine Jones. I think Jermaine Jones is going to have, obviously he's going to have a breakout year. Um, don't be surprised if he's going to be, like, possibly in the running for the, for an MVP. See, this is, this is why... You and I have a podcast together because I was literally just about to say that. That he yeah. he is my pick for the MVP of this season. Yeah. Um, so San Diego, Ontario, and Monterey. I think Monterey is gonna be in there. That fourth one, I mean, you could you could go down a list of at least three teams. I mean, you look at Tacoma. Uh Tacoma really hasn't changed that much. Yeah. It's still, it's it's still that that little like bug in your ear that's just kind of like there and it annoys you. They're yeah. a scrappy, yeah. scrappy team, and they could make it. I said the Mesquite Outlaws could that's, make it because that's what I meant when I said one of the teams. Right? Yeah, they've got. I mean. They've got, like, a lot of good players that are on the team, and they've got tattoo coaching them. I mean, well, you've got a yeah. legend indoor game coaching, coaching. It's just... Well, um, I so I could see I could see them making it. Um, I really don't know what Soleil Sonora is doing. I, I haven't really heard of any, like, major signings. No, um... So, if you were to ask me right now who I would put in that fourth spot, yeah, I, I think I'm going to give a slight edge to Tacoma. Um, I just, I, I think they're more experienced, and I think, I think yeah. Nick Pereira is going to um, have another fantastic year, and, and don't be surprised if he's in the running again for the MVP. But, I mean, here, here's um, the thing. Those are my four. Here's the thing, and I'm going to be really honest here. So, 
My my top three really depends on you know what San Diego does against teams like uh, Milwaukee, and I believe don't they play Baltimore somewhere in there too? Yeah, they play them. They play them twice: once in Baltimore, once yeah, in San Diego. So, so I'll be honest with you. I, I'm I'm putting Ontario at number one. I I think Ontario is going to finish top of that conference. I'll put San Diego at two. I will put. It's interesting because. You know, the top three could be very... I'll put Monterey at three, but I I just... I'm not sure about that pick. Um, and four, you know... This is going to surprise you, but like you said, he's a legend. I'm going to put Mesquite in there. Wow. Yeah, I, I got to do it, man. You know, I convinced the, the, you. I convinced you to put them forth. Okay. Well, and I'll I'll tell you why I'm not going to put Tacoma in there, and it's because Tacoma is one of those teams that they do really well in the regular season. I won't even say really well because they did not do really well last season. They well, I mean, they did. They did beat San Diego in the regular season. Barely. Um, but but you still, know, <laughs> you know. Here's the thing. Uh, my thing is this: I I don't think Tacoma has what it takes to get over that hump. Yeah, they have Nick Pereira. They have a good supporting cast, but they just I don't think they have enough firepower to do what it takes to get over that hump. And right. qu- quite frankly, I think. You put a legendary coach like Tattoo in with a bunch of guys that need to learn the game. What a bet! What better person to learn from than a guy like Tattoo? Like, it's crazy. And the reason I I say that Ontario is going to win that division, is, excuse me, that conference is that. Because you look at San Diego, they played Baltimore twice. They played Milwaukee, right? So they could easily have three, four, five losses on the season. And, you know, you put in a guy like Ty in Ontario, and you put in a guy like Uzi in Ontario, you put a guy like Jones in Ontario. Then you put in their goalkeeper. I just, I think they're your conference champions. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's great that they're doing the the out of conference schedule, yeah. and and I I think I think a lot of the like positioning is is going to come down to those out of conference oh, yeah, that, you know teams. You know. I'll be honest with you. I I've criticized this league a lot, but one thing I will tell you is the fact that they did what they did and made it so that you, if you're in the Eastern Conference, you're going to play teams from the Western Conference. The fact that they did that during the course of the regular season and not just the playoffs 
was absolute genius. It was absolute genius. I I'm so happy that they did that. I yeah. I think that's a brilliant move by the league. Um. So let me ask you this: I wanted to do something fun. Do you have your computer anywhere that you can look at the first week of the season? Well, I I don't have a computer handy, but I do have a lot of the printouts of the schedules. So this is what we're going to do. If you can access the first week of the season, okay. you, you and I are going to have a little contest during the course of the season. Right? Oh, so we're doing... You're you're tackling the the, the Merlin's picks, huh? Okay. Oh yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. Make sure okay. you write them down. Okay. Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm what I'm gonna do is it's it's kind of funny you mentioned that. I'm I'm still gonna do the Merlin's picks, and on Saturday, I don't know if you watched uh, or listened to In the Box yeah, this week, are. but. Um, you're, you're like one of my best friends. How could I not? Right, right. So Saturday, I'm gonna. I'm actually doing Friday. I'm gonna do kind of like my own season preview as well, and then Saturday, uh, Hannah's gonna be here. So I'm gonna have Hannah doing her soccer picks as well. So that's brilliant. I love it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Still waiting to be a guest on that. By the way, I'm excited for that. I will. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll figure. We'll figure it out. Um, but let's see. Uh, well, I can tell you two of the games. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. What, I wonder what that could be. Yeah. Um. All right. So it looks like, according to my. Like, I'm just looking at the top sheet. Um, Orlando is playing Florida in Orlando on the 22nd. So, it's first, I'm, first game. I'm going to have to pick Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got you to gotta pick Florida. I mean, it it's... Or, Orlando lost a lot with Gordy Gerson. And oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Heiner House as well. Um and not only that, but where did Gordy Gerson go? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, so he's he's in Florida. He's definitely going to be making an impact right away. So, yeah, Florida, I would say Florida by, I would say Florida by three. I say Florida by five. Okay. All right, so let's see. Um. On a side note, note, before we continue, it's funny that you mentioned Florida, I mean, not Florida, excuse me, Orlando, because I've been trying to figure this out, and I was talking to my buddy Christopher the other day, and I was trying to figure out if all the stuff is coming back, because he's not even listed on their roster. Okay, um... I think he's going to kind of pull what he did last season. Don't yeah. don't be surprised if he goes to St. Louis. And here's why. Oh, oh good lord. Here's why. 
Well, as you know, on uh, MASL Off the Wall, he doesn't like to post his own videos. He has his friend post his videos. I know who his friend is. I'm not going to say but I know who it is. His friend plays for St. Louis. So, yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to guess, if I were to guess right now where he lands, I'm going to say St. Louis. You really think a guy like Everton is going to allow, allow Derek Clumpin to go on his team? Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wherever I, he goes, I mean, he, he's fine to go wherever. I hope he doesn't come to Utica, but... <laughs> I um, You know, I would be surprised to see him in, like, Turlock or something, to yeah, be honest. Of the stuff going to Turlock, I, that would be hilarious to watch. Alright, so first game, we agree on Florida. Yep, All okay. Right. So uh, the second game, the second game I think you and I are gonna agree on as well. Um, the Turlock California, Calafino, whoever, Express, hosting Kansas City. Can I go with Kansas City? Okay. I'm going to agree with you. But, <laughs> and, and I'm, I usually like to throw out an upset. Don't be surprised if Turlock wins this game. Don't be surprised. Here's why. I, I would be very surprised, so I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. So, two years, was it two years ago? Two years ago, the last year Syracuse was, or the Silver Knights were in, in Syracuse. Their first game was against Turlock. In Turlock. Yeah. And, I mean, they had... Syracuse had everyone, and they even had Nick Pereira. That was when... Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. They had Nick Pereira at that time. They had Nick Pereira for the first three or four... I think it was three games, because he was supposed to play... He didn't even play a home game. He never played (laughs) played in Syracuse. He played in... Turlock, San Diego, and Baltimore, and then got traded to yep. to yep. Um But they had everyone. They had Slav. They had Joey Tavernese. Yep. They had. They even had Canardo Forbes. So they go into Turlock, and they were down five to four with like two minutes left in the fourth. Right. Well, and I'll be honest with you. The the thing that. It's hard to say with Turlock because if what I know about Turlock is true and the stories that I've heard are true, it might be a whole different Turlock than what we're used to see. Right. And you and I have discussed that before, so you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh yeah. But, but if that's true, hey, you know, Turlock might actually be good. Well, I, I don't know. They're, they'll, well, they'll be okay. better than last season. I'll, let's uh, put it that way. Okay, let me rephrase that. They'll be good in terms of they'll be better than Turlock standards good. Right. They'll, they'll so, be better uh, than last year. 
So let me ask you this. Are you are you taking Turlock over Kansas City? No, I'm gonna take Kansas City. But <laughs> but don't be surprised if Turlock wins. But I mean if I would have to honestly I would have to look at the games and I I always like to pick an upset. So if there are games where it's like gonna be a blowout or whatever that might be an upset for me but right now i'm sticking with kansas city what's by your over under kansas city by two right now i think kansas city by four okay all right so let's see what other ones do we have um okay that's the week after um all right let's talk about the return of the Rochester Lancers. They have two games in Canada against the Metro Stars. They win both. Rochester wins both. Yep. Okay. I, you know what, here's the thing. I, 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 I've never been convinced about Mississauga other than the time that they nearly beat Baltimore, and that really—that's—that's that's the only reason that I would say, "Hey, listen, they have a chance to beat Rochester." Other than that, I—I I think Rochester win, wins both games, but I think both games are close. I don't think it's going to be a runaway. Okay. Well, this is where you and I disagree. Well, it had to happen sometime. It had to right? happen sometime. Um, I think, and, and the, the reason why I'm disagreeing with you kind of is because I do not want to see Rochester at the top of the Eastern Conference after week one. I just don't. It scares you. It, it does. It does. So, um, now I'm going to take a split. I think it's going to be one game each. If, and, and we still we still don't know who's playing for Canada. We still don't know. No, no. But. I mean, uh, we know Bully's coming back. Right. But if you were to tell me, if you were to tell me that everyone from that team, minus Dwayne DiRosario, was coming back, I think they win one of those games. Especially, yeah, I, you know, especially, I saw Mississauga manhandle Utica City in Utica on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I remember that. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I remember looking at that game because, like, am I in the Twilight Zone? What's happening? Like, it was surprising to me, but, you know, here's the thing, even if everybody comes back, minus uh, Rosario, I, I I still think Rochester wins a game one by two, Rochester wins a game two by one. Okay, I'm gonna say, see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna split, I'm gonna say Mississauga wins the first one, I say they win by three, and then Rochester wins by one, game two. Wow. Okay. So, they, they go one and one. 
So, speaking of teams that are playing each other twice next weekend, why don't we just talk about probably the two best games of the week? Oh, by far. You know, at risk of losing my podcast, I I hesitate to say this. I know what you're going to say. I... I think Baltimore wins both games. Okay. And the reason I say that is because, to be honest, I I, I just think that, you know, if it depends. Because if Baltimore comes out the way that I know Baltimore can come out, you know what? No, let me, I, I think I'm going to change that. I, you know, okay. I think I'm going to change that. I, I think Utica actually loses in Utica, but they go to Baltimore and they win. Okay. So you, you're gonna say you're gonna say it's a split. I say it's a split because I'm basing it off of how Utica played in Baltimore last season. I think that they played really well. And I think they'll surprise Baltimore in Baltimore. Now, it's going to pain me to say this. Oh, jeez. Because you're probably thinking, I'm going to go, Utica goes 2-0. No, I, I, I have a feeling I know which way you're going. I want to say, like... My heart wants to say 2-0 because I've seen, I know Utica has gotten over that hump of playing at CQ Arena. They're they're over that hump of playing on that small field. Yeah, and and that's the reason that I said that Utica is going to win in Baltimore because they figured out that CQ Arena. They really have. So, you know what? Forget it. Utica goes 2-0. Utica think, goes 2-0. I think that's a dangerous pick. Nope. Here's why. Okay. Without Adriano Dos Santos, that is a huge loss. Absolutely. And I, I still think... I, I still think Utica, on paper, is a better team. Now, I know Baltimore fans are going to, like, yeah, you that they've owned Utica, they've owned Syracuse, yada yada yada. But I think I think Utica goes into Baltimore next Friday and like knocks them down a peg, and then they're gonna come into Utica into the, the Adirondack Bank Center. And that place is gonna be crazy. No, I agree. And I think but, I think you know. Utica I think Utica starts out 2-0. I, you know, I almost went the other way, but I would be shocked if Utica wins both of those games. But okay, what's your over-under for both? Well, I, I don't think... I don't think it's going to be... I they're, They play each other really close. So, so you I, would say, I would say Utica by two in Baltimore... And Utica by one. All right. Well, you know, I say 
Baltimore by two in Utica. Utica by one in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, it It, it was tough for me to do 2-0 and oh in, for, for Utica. It was either going to be that or I think Baltimore wins in Baltimore and then Utica wins in Utica. Those, it, those are, that's yeah. what it fell down to for me, but... It's by far going to be probably the best, like you said, the best two games of the week, and it's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited, man. I really am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will be glued to my TV Friday night, and then, of course, I'll be there uh, next Sunday. Um, we we will definitely have a lot to talk about going into next week. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Let's see. We've, we've got more, actually. So, we've got Turlock going to San Diego on the 24th. So, they play Kansas City on the 22nd, but then travel to San Diego to play the Sockers. Wait, I thought you just said Kansas City. Okay. Um, so, we're saying Turlock and San Diego? Yep, Turlock and San Diego in San Diego. I mean, it, it, uh, it, it, it's... <laughs> I say San Diego by five. Uh, I'm gonna say like San Diego by like seven. Um, I I I see that going. You know, maybe like three nothing after the first quarter. You know, for and, me, for me, it really depends on if San Diego showed up defensively when it comes to restarts. Because if there's one Achilles heel. For San Diego, it's definitely restarts. So that well, they solved that problem pretty quick. They've they've got one of the best restart guys in the league. In well, well, I mean, you can say that on paper. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So so we're we're both picking uh, San Diego. So let's yeah. see. Yeah. Um, Solace de Sonora and Monterey have a home and home as well. Ooh. That's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting one. Ooh. So the 22nd, um, it is in Solace de Sonora. And then Monday the 25th, we get Monday night soccer, which is great. Um, it's gonna be played in Monterey. I take Monterey for both. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely agree with you. Um yeah, they oh. lost the Taiyu. They Monterey lost the Taiyu brothers. They lost uh, Wilo Martinez, um, but they still have a lot of fantastic well, players. And, and I mean, as you pointed out, we have no idea what Solis is going to look like. Yep, we have we have no idea. So at, at this point, I mean, we take uh, Monterey's team into consideration and. and yeah, I mean, they were the Western Conference champions last year. And you know what? I, I don't think they lose too much as far as the Tongva. I mean, excuse me, not the Tongva, uh, the Taiyu situation. I mean, yeah, Frank Taiyu is good, but everybody's replaceable at some point. You know, and quite frankly, I... I wasn't impressed with Taiyu when it came to the semifinals and finals last year at all. So, well, I gotta tell you, I 
he played in the in the World Mini Football Cup. He played pretty well. So he's he's definitely one of the most talented players. Oh yeah, in I, the I, NASL. I, so I, I mean, he started. I mean, we're, we're talking what he did two months ago. So he played phenomenal in the, the World Mini Football Cup. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if that carries over to. Um, yeah. This year, and I, from what I've been reading, he played pretty well in the preseason game against San Diego the other day. <laughs> well, Which is, good. if if that game is a, a determination of how it's going to be the rest of the year, San Diego Ontario is going to be a great rivalry. Well, and I'll be honest with you, that's why, that's why I put San, San Diego as a number two seed instead of number one. I mean. I, that's why I'm taking Ontario to be your Western Conference champions. That would not surprise me. No. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that series is pushing Monterey with both of those. And um, I think they win both games by at least two. Yeah, I'm going to say, I mean, the the game in Solace is going to be, it's going to be high scoring. I've never seen a low scoring game in that arena. So no, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to say Monterey by four. And yeah. Then at home, I'm going to say Monterey by three. All right. Well, there you go. So I think that's it for this, this week's schedule. So uh, we, okay. we gotta make this fun, man. If I win the season series, you have to send out a Facebook post of you in a wave jersey. You have to do it. in a wave jersey. Okay. Absolutely. I'll have to. I'll have to find one. I'll. I'll borrow one from. I'll ask Adam Granatella to send me one. And what am I gonna do if you win the series? I will send you. I'll think. I'll think of something to send you. It's, it'll be a jersey of some sort. Maybe the. I'll. I'll send you the the Darren Toby St. Patrick's Day jersey from from Utica City. Hey, you know what? I'm a St. Patty's Day baby, so that works. All right. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. I, I I'll figure out what to send you. But yeah, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely in for that. We just got to figure out a way to to keep track. I'll, I'll listen to the podcast tomorrow and I'll write everything down. What about um? What about that whole thing with MASL fantasy? Are we still gonna do that? We can do that. Um, I. I That's got- just- I got to thinking about it, and I mean, I I would imagine we could make it simple this year, and then kind of expand on that. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, to me, if, if we have to keep it crazy simple this season, whatever, I'm I'm fine with that. Why don't we do? Okay, so here's what we'll do this week. Let's build a team just for this week, okay? Yeah. Okay. And then we'll But there's gotta be a pool though. We have to have a pool to pick out of. Or you say or you say just takes like two forwards. 
Yep, or, two forwards. Like, we'll do two forwards, a midfielder, two defenders, and a goalie. All right. Well, then you have to message me after this podcast and send me the rules and the point system because I, I... Okay. We have we'll to make it. That out. We'll make it... We'll make it super simple. Like goals yeah, will be and, worth goals and, will be worth goals will be worth two points. Assists will be one point, and then maybe for like defenders, like maybe a half point per block shot. Yeah, and, then, and, and anybody who wants to get out in on this is completely feel free. You know, yeah, absolutely. So my last question to you is this. Typically, what I do, I don't. What's your schedule like during the course of the week? I'm just curious because I have a question for you, but it it really depends on your answer. If I ask you this question, okay. My so, what's my schedule like? Yeah, because typically, <laughs> typically, for my podcast, because I don't know if you saw the the count for the episodes, but we got 12 plays on our first episode, which is oh, actually wow. actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so typically what I do is I tell people if we get 10 plays, we'll do a bonus episode. Okay. What's, your, what's your schedule like? Um, well, I'm around tomorrow. I don't know if we'll get 10 by tomorrow. Okay. Um, Friday, I'm doing in the box. Yep. So I, I mean, I'll be home. Uh, Saturday, I will be at work, and then I'll have the kids to do another. I'm going to do two episodes of in the box this week. I'm going to do one Friday, and then I'm going to do one Saturday, and then Sunday, I'll be at the game, and then there might be another. I might be doing. Another Utica City. There's the the Keepers Corners podcast. So they do their pot. They're doing their podcast after the game. So, well, I'll tell you what. I'll put it out there on the website, and you can promote it too. But if, I'll put it out there if we get ten plays by tomorrow, we'll do another episode tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. All right, man. Well. I'm going to go edit this, and it's been a pleasure, as always. Thank you so much, and hopefully we'll be talking tomorrow. Absolutely. I hope so. All right, buddy. Take it easy. All right, you too. See ya. Yep. Bye-bye.